Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Listen for the word of God. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus, in like manner, evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm, has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, then Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers that he may warn them so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither they will be convinced if someone rises from the dead. So end of the lesson. I love this image NCC loves. Because I have to tell you this week, what I've been feeling in my heart has not been love. It has been anger. Have you been angry at what's going on? And the more I've looked at this text, I have just gotten angrier and angrier. It's because we claim to be a Christian nation. We claim to follow the teachings of Jesus, and what is going on right now is about as unchristian as it possibly can get. And I want to do two things really briefly. The first is, 
When Jesus talks about the separation of people who are going to make it and those who aren't, remember that passage in, in Matthew 25? It's the separation of the sheep and the goats and what determines who makes it and who doesn't. This is audience participation time. What do, they, what do people have to do? You have to give a rip. You have to help somebody. He separates the sheep and the goats, the people who are going to make it, and he says, come to me into the place that is prepared for you, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was in prison and you visited me. I was naked and you clothed me. And the, and the group says, uh, a little confused here. When did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked or in prison? When did we see this? When you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. And likewise with the goats, go to a place prepared for you where you are not going to have a good day. Because I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, you didn't give me something to drink. I was in prison and you didn't visit me. And they said, whoa, 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 whoa. When did we ever see this, Lord? When you did it not unto the least of these, you did it not unto me. This is the only time in Scripture where Jesus says categorically, this is how people get sorted. And all this other foolishness is what other people say. But this is what Jesus says. And then this passage today is really terrifying if you pay attention. There is a rich man who feasts sumptuously every day, and he dresses in purple, which means that he's got money. And outside his gate, a poor man named Lazarus, and this should trip you up. When does Jesus ever mention a name in a parable? This is the only time. A man had two sons. A man went down. Jesus doesn't name people in parables. He doesn't do this. Lazarus is the only person in a parable who gets named, and the name means God helps. That's what Lazarus means. God helps. And Lazarus is outside, and Lazarus is dying of hunger, and he's got so many sores that the dogs lick his sores. It's not a pretty picture when you look at this. And what happens is that Lazarus dies and is, be, is carried away by the angels to Abraham. And the rich man also dies, and he goes down to torment. He says it goes down to Hades. It doesn't say hell. It says Hades, the land of the dead. And Basically, what's left is Lazarus can't get down to the rich man to help him, and the rich man can't get there. And there's a chasm between the two. What's important about this parable is what it doesn't say about the rich man. It doesn't say he's evil, it doesn't say he's a sinner. It doesn't say anything other than he had good things in his life. And after death, there's a reversal of fortune, and he discovered that there's a chasm between them that cannot be crossed. Every day the man passed Lazarus on his way out to 
out of his gate, and he either doesn't see him or he ignores him. And I'm willing to bet if the rich man talked to his friends, the rich friend said, whatever you do, don't help Lazarus. Because if you do, there are going to be six more with him. The minute you help a poor person, you're going to have a whole bunch more poor people show up that need help. They live in different worlds. They exist in different strata. The rich man's life doesn't have anything to do with Lazarus's life. Except it does. Except it does. Lazarus is there to help the rich man. That's the meaning of the name. It's not that Lazarus gets help after he dies. Lazarus is outside the rich man's gate to help him realize there is more than your sumptuous feasting every day in purple. Gates in the Jewish community, because you've got to protect your city, you have to go through gates. Gates have to work both ways. But the, rich man, the Lazarus is always on the outside of the gate. Never gets in. And that causes a chasm. When I look at the shutdown of the government, and I look at the threat of default of our government and our debt, where is the discussion in the Christian community about the Lazaruses who are outside our gate right now? WIC, which is a program that gives money for, for women and infants, you know, who need something, gone. Meals on Wheels, gone. Veterans who need help, who don't have their loans in order, too bad. Where is the argument that Lazarus is outside our gate and the minute that Lazarus dies and we die, it's too late. It's too late. Where is this discussion happening in our country when we claim to be Christian? I am genuinely disturbed to the point of being very angry, and, and my wife was like, why are you so mad? And I said, well, because that I'm going to have to do something on Sunday, and I could very well lose my job. <laughs> but I am just, I am so, we have parties that are more worried about saving face than about a human face. And we have a new pope who looks at the human faces and he talks about the human faces and this pope is in trouble with a lot of people. And you know what the U.S. cardinal, the U.S. cardinal said Two weeks before the shutdown, they wrote a letter to the Republican Party saying, we encourage a shutdown if it means that we don't have to provide birth control. You know, our people don't have to do that. Really? This pope must be just spinning in the Vatican. We have an opportunity here. I remember when the, the uh, Catholic University... Seattle University up in Washington, they invited the Dalai Lama 
to speak to their university. This was during the AIDS crisis in Africa, which is still going on. And they asked the Dalai Lama what they should do about it. And he said, well, the people should be basically, they, you know, if they're not in a committed relationship, they shouldn't have relations. He said, but what if they do? Well, you should give them condoms. The president of Seattle University was very uncomfortable with this because it's against the teachings of the church. But people outside the gate are dying. Come on, people. Churches don't know, progressive churches don't know how to talk their faith. This is how you talk your faith. People are more important than principle. The Lazarus who is outside the gate, we ignore to our peril. To our peril. We are called to see, not be willfully ignorant. We know who the people outside our gate are. What do we lift up over those people? And whatever it is, it needs to go away. Because Jesus is really clear. He doesn't say the rich man is bad. He doesn't say he's sinful. He simply says he didn't get it. And he lived his life, and at the end, boy, did he find a big surprise. What are we going to do? When we talk about the Affordable Care Act, which is about getting insurance, and if you've not seen what happens when somebody doesn't have insurance, it's not a pretty thing, and they get sick. And I'm one of the 51% who don't really like Obamacare, not because it's there, but because for me it doesn't go far enough. It needs to be publicly owned. It needs to be universal. That's where I'm coming from. You don't have to be there. But I make up part of that 51%. But at least they're trying to give health care to Lazarus who's outside the gate. What are we going to do for Lazarus if we don't have it? What are we going to do? Because we can't simply say, well, we don't walk in those circles, so they don't really, it doesn't matter. This parable says it matters. It really, really matters. This is not supposed to be a happy sermon. I don't want you to say, oh, I really liked it. I want you to say, that really made me squirm, and I'm not sure I like that at all. Good. I'm not sure I like it. But it's a sermon, it's a message, it's a parable that we ignore to our peril. We lift one another up. We have an opportunity to help, and when we do, you feel so great in doing it. We can make a difference. And when we do, we'll change the world. Amen. fortunate enough to have a mentor that told me once uh, he asked me what I believed in and I was getting ready to sit down in my easy chair and talk a lot and he
he said, now, if you just show me where your money goes, where your energy goes, and where your time goes, I'll tell you what you believe in. That's what I believe in.
I invite us from our abundance to think about those who are outside the gate, who have nothing, and to give generously this day. Live simply that others may simply live. Will the ushers please come forward to collect this morning's offering? For the bounty of our lives, we thank you, O God. Bless these offerings in your name, that we may be light to those who walk in darkness, that we may lift up the Lazaruses in this world, that they may help us find our proper place with you. Amen. And please remain standing for our closing song. One love.
there is one question I really love to ask Is that my place for the whole best sinner Who can cheat on my kind Just to save his own Go with God. Mm -hmm. 